there's one job that I don't think I've ever mentioned before, and for some reason it popped into my head there that I need to tell the story because Please, bring I, don't up think, the I, I haven't brought it up. I worked for a brothel by accident. Well, yeah. <laughs> Gobsmacked now, eh? <laughs> Where the fuck do I fit in here? <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of Interviews. I'm your host Connor Finn and this is a show where I get to sit down for a chat with the most interesting people I know. You know Score by Now, I know Score by Now and if you don't go listen to some past episodes there's like 69 out there and they're pretty fucking good on the show this week. I was thrilled to sit down for a chat with the wonderful, the iconic, the DJ extraordinaire. It is of course the brilliant Marty Guilfoyle. We talked about Marty's Fluky start into radio, running away to Lanzarote to be a DJ, getting dropped by his label only then to blow up DJing on TikTok and get signed by them again, accidentally working for a brothel and his hopes for the future. Oh, this episode was a genuine pleasure to sit down with Marty. This actually only got organised just for a Christmas and... um I think I messed him at like 7 o'clock and by a half 7 we were in the studio recording. So um, yeah, uh, this came out of nowhere and I couldn't have been happier. He was so generous with his time and so generous about his story, which is Aussie Wild from start to finish and the man just never stops. Uh, so I was delighted to <laughs> get him on the show. But without further ado, please enjoy this latest episode of Interviews with the brilliant Marty Guilfoyle. Well, welcome back to another episode of Finterviews on the show this week. I am thrilled. And uh, the last minute of it all, I mean, who, who would have thought I would be sitting in a studio on a Thursday night at about <laughs> quarter past nine. Marty Guilfoyle, how's it going? Hey. Thank you so much for asking me. When you I, asked me earlier um, and you, you, you told me when, you were like, I'm sorry, it's last minute, I'd like to do it. I was like raging because I wasn't going to be around for the mm. dates you wanted to do it. And then I was like, oh, like, I'm going to be the awkward one now and I'm going to see if you could do it tonight. So this is like four <laughs> hours ago. And I was like, I can be in like early for performing show. And you're like, yeah, let's do it. And like, here we are a few couple of hours later. It's great. <laughs> I love you just being like, are you sure? Like, that, that might be quite late. Well, I, and I was like, no, no, it's fine. No, because like when you asked <laughs> me, I was like, I was, I was like so delighted you asked me. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to offer him something that might work. And like, I'm going to be really rude and go, can you, can you do later? And you were like, yeah, I can pop in. So. <laughs> Sorry, we're both in the same mindset here. I was the one being like, Oh my god! I'm asking you like literal week before Christmas. Be like, you're free to like sit down and chat to like some spec kid for like a hot second, yeah. <laughs> and you're going like, uh, yeah, I guess whatever. <laughs> I would have done it from where I was going to be, but we might as well do it in the studio. It's exactly, like, uh, yeah. yeah it makes we're homie. This only the second time I've done an uh, interview in person. First time? No, second time. Oh, second time. Yeah, so <laughs> Graham and Nathan. Uh, Quincelli. I mean, actually, that's a perfect segue. Um, well, Marty Gilford, I suppose, introduce yourself. What, who you are, what you're known for, where you're from. I mean, D4 Squared, tell us all D4 about it. D4 Squared. Oh, my God. I love <laughs> that you're the first person to bring that up. Yeah, we... Uh, <laughs> I'm from that line, which is Dublin 16, but I get slagged a lot for being posh because of, Fair. Because of my accent. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not posh. Like, just because I sound a certain way, like, doesn't mean I'm posh. But I'm from Dublin 16. So when people say, oh, you're such a D4, I'm like, yeah, I'm a D4 squared. And then, <laughs> and then depending on how good their maths are, they could be really confused or else, or else they could end up laughing. So, yeah, I grew up in that line. Um, my parents are still there. Love the place so much. And... 
went to school in what's now like the third biggest primary school in Europe. It has, Jesus. Yeah. It's God. Colin Kills. It has eight classes of 30 kids a class per year. So that's in six <laughs> class alone. Yeah. In six class alone, it's 240 kids in just. Jesus. And then go to fifth and fourth and third and the whole way down. It's crazy. Like yeah. when I was going, it was only six classes of 30. Uh, but now they've expanded it and turned it into this big palace down behind the Column Kills Church and it's crazy. It's yeah. like so big. Like I'm already painting a picture. I'm I am i am already mad getting, yeah. that that's just in the back house of nowhere in Ireland. Like you know what I mean? Like not lying there. Biggest school in Europe, like one of them. I mean, what what isn't in the back house of nowhere in Ireland really? That's like, true. That's like... But like we got that, like we got a bronze medal in that. Like no one's shouting about it. I'm like, we should be shouting about that. Like so Yeah, that's the claim to fame. Yeah. Not yeah. Guys, you know what? We're we doing pretty cram good. a primary school. With 240 kids per class, yeah. Yeah, if you got a child, don't be worrying. There's probably room. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. Don't notice if another head just pops in. Yeah, no. 30, 40. <laughs> You're not going to notice. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I suppose, I suppose, I suppose. <laughs> um, well, what I know you for, Marty, um, and what every, I suppose, knows you for is being one of the biggest DJs in Ireland at the moment. Oh, uh, oh you're blushing, I know. I, oh, would you quit it now? <laughs> but I mean, how does a young man from Knockloyne become so known I mean how do you get into becoming DJ I'm always interested in like how people start off because it seems a funny kind of thing where you know obviously as you mentioned with school you're kind of sent on a certain path people you know saying this is you know you want to be going to university you kind of mm-hmm. want to lead on from that there's usually a bit of a straight cut route but for music for entertainment for kind of media it's completely different kind of sphere. So how did you yeah. roll into this whole world it is, it is mad I was actually listening to an interview recently and they were chatting about the courses and how there is just so much choice now in the CEO. Like Bastards. it's, it's not fair. <laughs> you you have to tell them ten preferences. Like nobody knows at eighteen, seventeen what they want to do. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's so tough. I I I have always said like one thing I'd never do is go back to being a teenager. No, I know I can't do that, but it's tough for them these days. It really is between social media and then looking back at the CAO and has more courses now than ever. But funny enough, I was actually studying for my leaving cert. And uh, at the time, I was listening to 98FM. And this is going to sound weird, but they... Because I've now in radio and I learned there's a playlist. Yeah. I hadn't figured it out then, but I knew that there was two or three songs that they were always going to play yeah. in that hour. Okay. So I used to always have 98FM on just to hear those three songs. And then if I got other gems in the meantime, I, I'm then happy happy days. Like, like Yeah. And like, this is like... What? This is like 11 years ago, 12 years ago. So... Listening to 98 FM, and I can't remember who was on. I'd love to know who was on at the time. Um, <laughs> but they just sounded so happy. They were having so much fun. I was studying, like, feeling like absolute shit, like every Leaving Cert student is. But that person, like, was putting a smile on my face during it and playing cool music. Uh, well, maybe not cool music, but... <laughs> <laughs> music that I was enjoying, we'll say, at the time. It wasn't cool. Uh, it's it, In 98 FM fashion, it, it's great music. Um, uh, they just they love the cheesy hits, and that's why I love listening to them. <laughs> And I'd love to know who I was listening to. And it made me kind of go, that sounds like fun. Yeah. So I Googled radio stations near me and a radio station came up called Liffy Sound FM, which was about 20 minutes away in Lucan in um, in West Dublin. Hmm. And I got into my Fiat Chicacento at the time, a little washing machine of a car. Oh, nice. Yeah, like a little 97 box. It was great. <laughs> my parents used to hate when I was like, there's no airbags in it. Like, <laughs> That's exciting. It's an AC siding, 800cc, little white box going on the motorway. It's like, what's going to happen next? Like... So I rang up um, them and I was like, I'd love to be on the radio. Mm. And a guy called Fran Walsh answered the phone and he said, look, like you can't just ring us up and tell us you want to be on the radio. But 
hey, there's something about you. That's kind of cool. Would you, can you come down now? And I was like, I fucking can. Absolutely. So I hopped in the car and went down to him. And he put me on air, like... That like within the hour. It was. Yeah. No. No. It was Liffey Sound FM. So if you're if you're aware of the Lucan radio station, yeah. it's it's a community radio station. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah. broadcasts to just Lucan, but it has an online feed as well, which can only have well at the time can only have fifty people on it. And I found that out because when I went to college and I was still on it, uh, I was splitting it up between Spin and Liffey Sound. Mm-hmm. I uh, <laughs> I was telling everyone to tune in, and people were telling me they couldn't tune in, and I was like, "What's going on here?" And it, there's a there's a limit on it. So, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, he he then was like. Yeah, let's take you under our wing. So we, we came up with a show called The Roadrunner um, and Marty G, because that was his nickname. And we did that on Thursday nights. He wanted to give up being on air, so it became fun radio at Marty G. When I just played dance music for an hour on a community radio station. Like, this is this is the kind of station that, at the time, was broadcasting mass and stuff. Yeah, so I, I was, was coming in say, with, like, I was community coming radio station isn't really known for no, its, like, dance for its techno it's like... music. No, no, no. <laughs> I was coming in with CDs from the tracks that I was ripping off the pirate radio station, Hot FM. <laughs> Blasting it out to the elders and Lucan. Uh, so obviously, Friday I mean, night kids, get on up. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. Oh, it was so much fun, and they were so nice. Like they were incredible, and I eventually got the balls to send a demo to Spin, mm. um, which would be I'm here nearly eleven years. Like so, yeah, 10, 11 years. God, part of the bit for What the hell's going on? Like, what <laughs> is going on? Like, you know, and a guy called James Davis got back to me, and he was like, "Look." Uh, we get thousands of demos every day, um, and your one is is actually really shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I love these. Like, it sounds like you're building up there. Like, we get thousands of only texts. Yours was That's actually like, quite you're, average. You're, you're, reading, you're reading that, and you're like, okay, he's going to give me a compliment. Yeah, but he's like, look, kick it down. We and this, I always say this to people who like people are like, oh, I need to get like whether it's music or radio, I need to get a polished up demo that I need to hear. And they don't, they just need mm. to hear something. Mm. And, you know, PDs and stuff like, and content directors, whatever you want to call them these days, they've, there's so many titles, I don't even know what's going on or who does what in here. Like, I couldn't even tell you your title. You just, you seem to do fucking everything in here, man. I think I own this place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, people actually, well, when I say you're head of social media, huh? would that be your job title? Everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. Head of social media <laughs> yeah, and everything yeah, else, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything. I else, don't yeah. know, like people's. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I'll keep taking the titles if they keep up my pay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you'll be BD next week. Yeah, and um, <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. And then I, yeah, I, I sent a demo. James was like, can you come in and do like a week of work experience, and we'll just get you in. Yeah, and I got offered a job. Uh, at the end of the week and I just haven't looked back like it's mad sorry so take me through this you're in your bedroom you're sitting away going oh my god I hate my life but I missed some tunes here and I'm really enjoying them 98 FM which I mean literally right next door there like yeah and then we go it was in the old spin building oh so this was in like the spin towers spin towers nailed it yeah so we were in spin towers and 98 FM was directly opposite so they were the only two radio stations in that building at the time and you go up the to the third floor and you go left for spin mm. and you go right for 98. I remember looking across 98 going, oh my God, this is so mad. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was spin that I ended up with and I haven't looked back since, like, you know. But like that progression from, okay, yeah, can I like look around at radio stations in your area? They're saying, yeah, can you come on in to your tonight? You're like, yeah, grand. Uh, Fran Walsh, you start straight in with it. Oh my God. And what then a man, eh? from there, just send off a demo. I mean, I feel like you've kind of... It's always oh, something that, I've you been know... a fluky fucker, like... <laughs> I have. But this is why when anybody g- gets in touch with me and asks me for a favour, mm. radio-related, mm. if I can do it, I'll do it. Because yeah. Fran, if he didn't do that, yeah. I, I wouldn't. And, and I'll be totally honest, like... And this is not, like... I'm not bragging because I'm very competitive and the reason... <laughs> what I'm going to say here now is, okay. is that I didn't... <laughs> I wasn't... I'm not... I'm, like... I'm, I'm, I'm very book smart. So I got a very good leaving cert, but not because... 
I was super intelligent because I played the game. Yeah. The Leaving Cert to me is like a really hard game. Yeah. And if you play it right, you can come out on top yeah. without actually knowing what you're talking about. Oh, when I sound. Yeah. So yeah. I got a really good Leaving Cert and my mom wanted me to go to Trinity College, which was first on my CAO. But funny enough, I missed out on it by five points. What was the course? Like law. What? <laughs> yeah, law and business. Sorry, like, there's another world where Marty Guilfoyle... My, my mom is a barrister. <laughs> okay. So she wants me to do law, law and business in Trinity. Well, she didn't want me. I, I, conv- I, I figured I wanted to do it because yeah. my mom was a barrister and she was she loved it. She was a hairdresser. Like, okay. And saved up all her money in her yeah. in her late 20s, early 30s and went back to college. And like, wow, like what a woman. Like she was giving us Chinese food while she was studying. <laughs> it was crazy looking back. So... But I missed it by five points, all right? right? And then I got my second offer, which was DIT. Okay. And there was 200 points in the difference. But DIT offered me a basketball scholarship. But Trinity, I went and got history, my history paper recorrected, and I went up 25 points. They left out a whole essay. If you've done history in the Leaving Street, you'll know what I mean. They're just big, three big, yeah. chunky essays. Like, <laughs> how is that a reflection on my six years of studying this, this subject? And I went up 25 points, and Trinity told me, no. You can come with. You can come back to us next year, and we'll have a play. Yeah, even though I'd gotten more points, yeah, than a lot, and there's going to be dropouts and stuff. Yeah. So I was weirdly devastated uh-huh. because I didn't get my first choice, even though I'd got the right amount of points. It was so weird. Uh-huh. But then I ended up getting the basketball scholarship, scholarship to DIT, and no disrespect to DIT, <laughs> but with the scholarship, <laughs> I was able to kind of, you know, scrape through the first three years and yeah. then get my honors degree in year four. And it was because of that that I was able to like gig and take up the extra work with spin and yeah because i could miss lectures for what i wanted to do i would not have got away with that doing law and business in trinity no mm, way yeah <laughs> so it worked out you know it worked out in the end uh in the middle of all that like as a teenager i went to lanzarote on a leaving star holiday and didn't come home because i saw a guy <laughs> djing and he told me he needed an irish barman and he said he'd teach me how to DJ. So I rang my mom. So bearing in mind, my mom is like, this guy is going to go to Trinity. He's going to do business uh-huh. in law. Oh, I'm getting the picture. And yeah, then yeah, she yeah. gets a phone call and it's like, hey, I'm not coming home. Like, and she's like, what? It's like, I'll come home in time for college in October, but like, I'm not coming home now. <laughs> Every mother's worst nightmare. They Sorry, up... I just found a really fun place that's really warm <laughs> and really cheap to live <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, was, I was on. He told me I can DJ for a living. Uh, exactly. I feel like I'm going to stay here Nailed for a hot second. I was on three euro an hour. Oh my god! 180 euro a week. <laughs> sure, and that's it like was ten drinks. <laughs> 180 euro a week, man, and it was fine, like you know. So, so that's kind of it. That's kind of the, the early stages of it all, and then, um, yeah, I just I've just been like doing it since. I guess, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know, I've just kept kind of rolling with it. Yeah, I suppose. I think, I think when you're in this job, I think actually any job these days, you do tend to just roll with it, don't you? Like, I mean, we don't fucking know what's gonna happen like especially in here like it's yeah. like because it, it's it's a little bit different it's like you know you get listenership figures you get like you know you get numbers there's mm. numbers and like you know you're, you could lose your job if your numbers don't meet the whatever they want you to meet and then you could be gone and my girlfriend's so funny she'd be like yeah but what about HR and I'm like yeah but <laughs> I, it's not like it's not like here's how you make a cappuccino and then if you don't make the cappuccino you get fired from the cafe yeah. it's like you're you're gonna talk to people and if they don't like you and they're not listening to our station, like, we need to get rid of you. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that's kind of it, really. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I mean, I suppose, it's kind of only in the situations, like, funny enough, that I get chatting to these pe- like, people from, again, I was trying to explain this to you, be like, I kind of chat to everybody from, like, all walks life and stuff like this, but it's whenever you kind of start talking about where they start to, and they're, and they're like, how to get here, they go like, I've no idea. They're like, I, I, it's just, I've just been rolled with the punches. It's yeah. just kind of been a bit of like a fever dream up until now. And then they start reflecting back. They go like, 
God, I, I did it again. <laughs> like, yeah, here. But so many people I know are working in fields that mm. they did not study at third level. Yeah. You know, and you don't want to tell kids to not go to college, but you want to tell them to But not. also don't go to college. But, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, don't rely on it. Like, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> that would be the snippet. Boring. That would be the snippet you use now online. You'd be like, Marty Guilfoyle tells kids not to go to college. And I'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake, man. That's so out of context. Oh, no, I find something much worse. Don't worry. <laughs> it's coming, yeah. It's just yeah, stuff that yeah. we pre-recorded beforehand. Yeah, yeah. I just spend, I'm just trying to get, like, voice clips from every section. Now yeah. I'll just, I'll I don't remember saying that sentence. No, no, it's yeah, you. Put all the words together, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so you went from, I suppose chancing around with the radio and then going off and like I, but how does a radio station DJ then go to become like well what you're known for now as like clubs like internationally like how does how does that step go from from a, a, I'm trying we, to think like where... that's what I'm trying to mean like because I mean congratulations recently obviously you got signed up as well with uh, so you... this is the second time now I've joined the Sony team the first time I was at Sony Ireland for a three track deal uh, five years ago and I was dropped so Bastards. yeah I was dropped <laughs> so we gave them three tracks and they like look you're not for us and that was that was a kick in the balls because it was like this was my chance Yeah, but that was the Sony Ireland uh, thing and loved working with them it was Barry Donahue who got us in and it was a really good experience to, to work with like you know a major label mm. Then we just started putting out stuff independently. Then I went completely solo and the pandemic happened. Mm. So I started DJing online. And that's when I found that I was like, whoa, okay, this is something to do. Mm. I'm not making money out of it, but <laughs> <laughs> at least I continue. I can continue DJing. So I was doing like live sets on TikTok. I was making mashups of songs that people were familiar with on TikTok. And this time last year, man, out of nowhere, like every label in London, like from Warner to Universal to Sony were like, we want you. And I was Fuck. like chatting to my like like my manager's name is Greg and we're the, we're the best of pals and I was just like what the fuck is going on man yeah. and they were like it's they just love like the DJing <laughs> and TikTok and they they're able to see it so we TikTok is kind of given a platform to people who wouldn't be able to be found usually to mm. be able to be found and next thing I know like um I'm signing a like a major deal with Sony UK under Relentless Records and the first track's coming out next month so yeah <laughs> it, it, it was it was bonkers because what was going on is is that we did Zoom calls with a few of the labels to see what they wanted to you know, yeah. talk about. And in in a normal day and age, that would have been a trip to their London office. And it's same with Sony Ireland. You go in, man, and it's all their superstars on a wall. And you're just looking at them. Like, we went into Sony Ireland. It was like Calvin Harris, Michael Jackson, Taylor Swift. And you're like, ah, where the fuck do I fit in here? And then, obviously, the same over there. But, like, you're, I'm Zooming with people who... I've always just wanted one chance to talk to. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the chance. Yeah. And if I if I fuck up now, I, I I got the thing that I've always wanted and that was just to show them. Mm. And yeah, Relentless were like, hey, we'd we'd love to we'd love you to come on the team and Freak. they've been great since. We've got so much music ready to go and the funny enough the track that's coming out. So Relentless to me were grafting, they were like, Look, we want you to rival Joe Curry and all this stuff and I was like, Okay, <laughs> let's give this one a go. <laughs> Done. <laughs> yeah. And they, they sent me a track to work on and I was like, This is catchy, all right. Okay. And then yesterday only, so this is the first time I get to talk about this. I, I they hit me with the the fact that the guy who wrote the song and is singing on it is the same guy who wrote and is singing on Tiesto's The Business that was nominated for a fucking Grammy. 
So I was like, play a cool man. <laughs> play, Deep breath. Play, yeah. Yeah. His name is Yami, and he's so nice. He followed me on Instagram, and I was like, who the fuck's this guy? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Yami, I'm yeah. blocked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I get a message from the guys at Sony, and they're like, oh, you know, Yami's followed you there. Maybe if you want to, when you're promoting a new song, you want to throw him a tag. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Yami's on the song. I went onto his profile. And it's like Grammy nominated and it's like him and Tiesto, best of pals. And, stuff. and I was like, Yummy, my man! Hey! Just saw you follow me there. Like, oh, what's happening? Wow, you did great. Like, you know? And I'm just like, oh my God, this is crazy. These are like people who I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, so yeah. I'm not playing a kill cool now because I'm, yeah. like, I'm in a position where I'm like, this is this is mental. But like, I'm, I'm ready to give it a go next year and just see what happens and go from there. Like, so. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Like, I mean, I suppose what you mentioned there as well, like, I didn't actually know about the whole, you know, the first drop and stuff like that, like after like five years ago. So like yeah. to kind of see it come, come back around now, because again, as like someone that's like on TikTok religiously yeah. um, and then actually, but doesn't actually really contribute that much. You like <laughs> over last year, like over last two years, all I was saying was kind of be like, Marty Gilford, like, blah, blah. and so. this is even before like I really knew about like station or anything. It's like I actually knew you from social media and from your tracks and all before Spin and now you're working for Spin. Yeah, yeah it's not so kind of weird. That is kind of weird because I would have been popping up on your for you page in the studio. Yeah, and then all of a sudden a year later you're working here. Yeah, like, I was like, cool. oh, that's funny. That yeah. is funny. That is mental. But that's the stuff I love. Like you're you're at home on TikTok in a pandemic, and you're you're looking at a studio and a brand mm. and a station, and a year later you're working for them. Like <laughs> surprise. Yeah, I still no idea what I'm doing here. Yeah, <laughs> this is the right place. I'm not really sure. Yeah, yeah but like what I meant was yeah, you kind of like took it from like a whole new level like and I suppose it is one of those things like TikTok where it fucking some people have made full careers out of it just literally off this like platform that I remember just before the pandemic I was having to do it for <laughs> I used to work for Joe Duddy and they're like yeah go on like just make some like little like TikToks here and I was be like what the fuck's TikTok and yeah. I thought I was too young at the time for it looking back I was be like god damn I should have put in the effort and I was like look at Marty come on now look boys. at me and then look at, grand- <laughs> look at Grandpa Joe in his 80s over in the UK like like people oh you're too old for tiktok you're nearly 30 like shut the fuck up like go away like you know what i mean like i was just like go like so fucking what like you yeah know? um it's not like i'm half naked like doing the savage dance like but <laughs> that's, coming that's a next different week. app yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah literally so but the thing is with tiktok is it's it is easier to consume than contribute because mm. Fuck me, it's hard. Like, <laughs> no, like, believe when me, I've been throw up a picture with TikTok. Is like, oh my god, oh, it's a hell skip. What's like, trending, honestly. what are we doing? Like, it's like, yeah, it's an effort. Like, it kind of makes it a wee bit nicer when you actually have your own mixes, though. That kind of tr- lets, uh, lets a little bit more <laughs> breathing room into it. Well, like, it, it, it means that I can sit in front of the decks and figure out, like, I have my, my little niche mm. there. And then there was one mashup that ended up being used by like 250,000 creators, which was bonkers i was going through all the videos people using it and i was like this is mad it's like a trend that started it was like a transition trend and do you see those transition videos yeah i'm watching them all listening to the sound going how on earth are they doing this because like they take forever to make like have you seen the tutorials for those things it literally takes them an hour to make a 12 second tiktok yeah no i can't tell no but... <laughs> i would not be able for that but of course they deserve followers and recognition like, yeah an hour for a 12 second video like oh my god so yeah 
<laughs> but I suppose, obviously, this is where we are now. I mean, everything is going flying for you, Marty. I couldn't be happier uh, that I'm literally, again, as I said, sitting down for a hot second because you are seem, seemingly one of the busiest people in the world. I mean, you're... Says you. Jet setter. You joke. Uh, yeah, I spun down the road. I was bad. You <laughs> were in work today and you came back in tonight to record a podcast. I woke up out of my bed. I'm not in office anyway. <laughs> no, but even still, you worked from home and you came in here. Like, nah. I know, it's really, yeah, click the thumbs, Instagram stories. It, it takes a lot of yeah. uh, But I suppose... Obviously, this is where you are today. Are we you know, kind of we know where you came from as well? Like it's been some trajectory, but I suppose I I'm kind of always interested. Before people kind of got into the roles that they're in, I mean, there's always I feel like character building jobs that maybe have like informed the people they are. I don't know when you're growing up. I mean, it sounds like you're a very you know headstrong. You knew what you wanted. I can imagine no, when you. Not. <laughs> well, maybe very studious. I don't know. Did you have yeah. any kind of like roles that maybe prepared you for what you're in now? <laughs> yes. Go on. Did I what? So I... This is like your Oprah doing Burger I was like story. 13 years of age skateboarding around the bottom of the road and my mom comes running out to me and she was like, I've got great news for you. And I was like, what? And she's like, I got you a job. I'm like... Oh, just want every 13 year old wants to fucking 13 years of age, mom. But because I was the same height then as I am now... I passed for 15, apparently. So I got a job in O'Brien's Cafe and was there for seven years. Oh, my God. I was working part-time in O'Brien's. <gasps> See, I was working part-time in O'Brien's, part-time delivering Chinese, part-time in Spain and part-time as a DJ. And then I did a fifth job with, with those. Because why not? Because it was all part-time. And you just don't know. You when just, everything's part-time, you're full-time. I know, that's exactly. So I had five part-time jobs that made a full-time job. Uh, and then the fifth one was to fucking stand at the door of Abercrombie saying hi to people. No! Sorry, were you the topless ones at the door? So, when winter came around, they weren't making us topless now. Come on, like... <laughs> okay, so. but the answer... <laughs> no, they, they put a... They, I remember one day, like... They, Sometimes we were allowed to wear clothes. They put a red jacket on us once and nothing on underneath and we had to hold the jacket open. We had jeans and flip-flops on. I was just like, this is bonkers. But they were nice people at the end of the day. So, and I used to say hi to people. It was fine. But there's one job that I don't think I've ever mentioned before and for some reason it popped into my head there that I need to tell the story because Please, bring I, don't up think the I, I, I haven't brought it up I worked for a brothel by accident <laughs> yeah gobsmacked now eh mm, sorry uh, that's too, first of all work for a brothel second of all by accident so here yeah. we so that's the that, that is the piece that causes controversy but then I'm going to explain it. Please so if do. you want to take that out of context and put that bit online, go ahead and do it. Oh, 1,000%. <laughs> but what happened was, is that there was the bar that I worked in in Lanzarote. Right. I would serve my own little bar. It was yes. kind of on the left of it. And I was the Irish barman. And the idea was you're on three year own era, but for every shot you sold, like for every 10 shots you sold, you got a one euro extra in your wages. So... We were like fucking... Because over there, like a bottle of vodka is like two euros. Yeah. So if they can get 20 shots out of the bottle, like they're making like bag off. Yeah. So I was like, right, let's go sell some shots. So I that, that was kind of what I tried to do with the most of. Okay. And across the road was what a strip club called Lips. And the uh, the head of it came over to me and he goes, uh, you're uh, pretty good with the customers over here, aren't you? And I was like, hey, can I get you a drink? I didn't know who he was. Like, yeah. He was like... <laughs> He's like, I run the strip club across the road there. And I was like, okay. And he was like, would you like to make some extra money? And I was like, what the fuck is this going? I was like, I'm not taking my clothes off on a pole. And he goes, if you, um, 
when people are finished having a drink with you, when they ask you where to go next, if you send them over to me, I'll give you three euro per person that says your name at the door. So oh. my, my eyes lit up. I'm getting three euro an hour to work in this bar. Uh-huh. But I'm getting three euro per person to send over there. Now, I'm pretty sure they weren't <laughs> adding them up right because I wasn't getting the money that I'd worked out on my head. At the end of the summer, I found out from the owner of the bar I worked in that it was a brothel. And I was like, excuse me, I am not putting that on my CV. I hand on heart, and you can tell by looking at me right now, I had absolutely no idea that that's what went on in there. I was like, it's a bar, it's a gentleman's club, for one for a better thing. And like, you know, like, three euro per person that comes in, I'm like, grand, Marty, why you keep winking? I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no idea. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, how on earth did I do a couple of months working for that place without knowing what was going on the inside? Was this I never the, went into it, you see. Was like, this in the same summer that you were like telling your mum, being like, oh no, I'm going to like work a good DJ? Was, yeah, that's it, the same summer. And Okay, I see your point. <laughs> <laughs> Hand on heart, I mean this, like, I swear on anyone who I know's grave, I never stepped foot in that place. And I did not know what it was until I was finished working in Lanzarote. But so. I mean, at least you got paid out. Should have been, yeah. That, that... I didn't get much off. Like, and I remember there was a group of 10 guys on a stag. And I sent every single one of them over there. And I ended up getting like an extra 15 euro yeah. in my um, pay that night. And I was like, that can't be right. Because yeah. them alone, that's 10. Yeah. But then they, I had no way of proving it. I was, I was when you're young and you're over there and like it's fun mm-hmm. like the experience you're not there to make money but yeah. it's a fun experience like so this guy was promising me an extra three euro per person I was like great yeah at the end of it I find out that it's closed for the season because it's not summer anymore and that it was more than what I thought it was I was like holy fucking shit <laughs> I was an employee at that place like but anyway there you go absolutely love it well I mean I suppose I don't fucking love it like <laughs> well I was about to say maybe this will lead me on to like my next question which oh, is shit, where have there been this... any major star out moments yeah. <laughs> I suppose I've came from this career. <laughs> oh my god! That you yeah. never expected could have happened. I feel like that one's uh, almost well, <laughs> kind of not really relevant to the career. Like I suppose, but I mean, still pretty sad out moment. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely is. But if we take that question seriously. Uh, I remember this is back twenty six, twenty fourteen, and twenty fifteen. Um, two weekends in a row going to Ultra Music Festival. Uh, on the Friday to play a set, coming back on the Sunday, and then going to Beijing and Macau the following weekend. And at that point, I was like, this is what I want to do. Because it was so weird. It was like, I, f- I flew to China. So I had my show here. Mm-hmm. I flew to China mm-hmm. on the Friday, got back on the Sunday, and was back in work Monday. <laughs> China like I'm a fucking idiot so I remember when we got we all got it's only across the world we all got we all got there for the set man okay and we did the gig on the Saturday and yeah. our flight home was like 8am the next morning but our set finished at like 2am oh, and I found out that Macau is a half an hour boat ride from Hong Kong oh my. and they were all exhausted and they are like let's go to bed and I convinced two of them to uh to hop on the boat with me and go to Hong Kong straight after the set, bearing in mind that we just travelled across the day before. Yeah. So they went for a nap on the boat. So we actually went to Hong Kong for an hour. <laughs> I just wanted to be say I went there. Yeah. yeah. And then straight back on the boat after an hour, hour and a half, and we got the, the plane back then. So, yeah, it was bonkers. Absolutely yeah. bonkers. Yeah. yeah, that's a pretty standout moment. Uh, not often you just get uh, a little quick weekend. Uh, In Hong Kong. Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Does, doesn't just, uh, you know, often happen. No, it doesn't. Uh, so. Very, very fortunate. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and then on the flip side of that, have there been any major horror stories that came from what essentially, I know a lot of times it does look like, you know, you're looking online or seeing people doing, 
Dixie well but obviously there's a lot of hardship and different like this is there any kind of horror stories that have kind of happened from working in this entry that I suppose you didn't kind of see coming that you're going oh, that's interesting yeah I think getting turned down in a couple of, like so spin, the, when I was working part time with Spin mm. 10-11 years ago um, I was turned down for two jobs two full time jobs and what happened with the second one was is that I was I was gutted I was like why did I not get that so I went in and I found out who had gotten it and I just it was a woman like I was like okay I can't compete with that because mm-hmm. they obviously wanted a female voice I'm like I can't give them that <laughs> but, <laughs> not she, that I but I found out that she was leaving the station she was in but nobody knew that and I was like oh so I went down to the car the spinny car and I sent a demo after being told I wasn't getting a job <laughs> I sent it to the station that she was leaving and they had given me a job, a full-time job within 24 hours. So after being turned down for the full-time job it's been, I went in the next day and I was like, look, I want to be on radio full-time. I'm going to go down to Waterford. And they were like, sorry, what? I was like, well, I want to, you know, like, and I understand why I didn't get this job. Yeah. But Spin were really nice and they kept me on the weekends. So I did five nights on Waterford. I did two nights on Spin. And uh, after a year with with Beat, which I loved so much. The guys in there are so nice and like Nal Power and Gabrielle Cummins and stuff. Like I loved them so mm-hmm. much. Uh, I went back to spin then and then I haven't left since. <laughs> so so sorry, one of your major horror stories actually just got you into a full-time no, job. No, so <laughs> it's, it's the rejection. And the, okay. the problem is, is that the I learned quickly that you're you're told no more than you're told yes. And like mm-hmm. I'm talking about like an easy, like a 90-10 job. You're, you're told no. Obviously getting dropped from Sony Ireland was a real because at that point it's kind of like right I'm 25 at, like, at that point mm. and it's like whoa like like what what now you know I mm. feel like that that was my shot and obviously it ended up I ended up being wrong with that which is great but that was a, that was hard to take and I know people are kind of listening oh get over it like you fucking you no know, no like, but like if that's what you're graphing towards and then you yeah, kind of get the it. opportunity and then next thing it goes like look we've changed our minds like you have your head set in stone that like this is like where it's going off yeah. from here and then when I was that's pulled that from that would, your feet yeah, like I was convinced because I was really proud of the songs we gave them mm. they just didn't hit home by their standard and yeah. they didn't make it outside of Ireland bar one of them randomly enough went top 10 in Australia I'm like I don't know how that happened <laughs> But that wasn't still good enough for me, you know, which is fair enough. Like, you want, they want bigger numbers than, especially nowadays. Like, back then, like, those songs all have nearly two million streams on them, and that wasn't enough, you mm. know. So, these days, now you're, you're looking at, they want the, the streams, obviously. So, it, it did. It was a proper setback. And then that was when I went completely solo. And that was just, like, we worked then towards it. And here we are now, yeah. So Yeah, Jesus. I suppose, yeah, I mean... It kind of gives you that like ebb and flow where you're just like everybody's not just fucking on like this big like oh yeah and they're like that's how you got into this or like you know I, I think there's like that constant be like oh they must have known somebody about that no, no. I, like I love hearing failures like because <laughs> no and I, it sounds so sinister you're in the right it? room Marty yeah <laughs> <laughs> I moved out to Dublin four months later I got made redundant oh, no. <laughs> Just before a yes. pandemic. And look what's going to happen now. In four years, like me, in four years, like, you're going to get told, oh, bam, like, yeah. your dream deal. So, but failures are great because, like, they're so real. Mm. Like, and 
and like if you don't if, if you're gonna go brag about everything you've done well like it's it's like a gambler a gambler yeah. will never tell you when they've lost money but mm. they'll always brag about when they've won it yeah you know I, the failures are what's real like, yeah. I want to hear that shit you got made redundant after four months after moving here oh my god man <laughs> yeah it was exciting and, but how exciting <laughs> will it be then when you can look back in three or three years later and go fuck that was gas wasn't it <laughs> um, guys I'm, that was really funny uh, trauma <laughs> yeah, yeah. PTSD is still there for me, yeah. but yeah exactly nobody wants to hear the perfect story you know it's all the bumps There's on no the road thing is the perfect story exactly yeah. yeah and if there was fuck that it's boring it's so I mean, boring yeah. yeah oh yeah I, I loved leaving Tony <laughs> off as being told I wasn't good enough for them <laughs> yeah you're like you know what I'm gonna look back this is gonna be such I'm coming a funny back story in five years <laughs> and <laughs> I'll show you guys yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I suppose I'm so conscious that you're literally about to go on the fucking radio party and um, yeah you have about 10 minutes we will wrap it up by asking you really quickly from everywhere that you came from I mean Loch Lorraine big Jam packed primary school. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, I community radio to spin. That's my favorite to thing anyone's ever said. Jam packed <laughs> communities. Okay. I love that. I love that. Uh, accidental brothel. Uh, I mean, <laughs> what does a fucking future hold for Marty Guilfoyle? I don't know. I would love my next song to uh, break out of the UK and Ireland. We've. I have an American girlfriend, and my, one of my best friends, Emma Nolan, and my girlfriend, Deirdre. When I was sent the track originally, I I liked it, but I was I was like prioritizing other demos. I was mm. like, but, but I played it for them, and they fucking loved it. They were like, "What is this?" Yeah, because I ha- it had hip hop elements to it on a house music song, which right. I've never done before. And that's the American market. They love their hip hop mm. and their trap and all that. Like they don't like this big happy piano stuff. Like they they love the 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 big dark you know hip hop sound with. Like they they just love getting prepped for the American Americans are real like what is it they're they're so ambitious and like you can hear the songs they listen to like they're these big deep kind of like they'll rile you up kind of songs yeah. like, whereas we love like Joel Curry for I love Joel Curry's music yeah. so much I love it. it makes me feel so happy yeah Americans want like like deep and dark and rah you know yeah like, so <laughs> my girlfriend listens to it and she was like I fucking love this this is like a rapper on a dance song. So I got back to them and I was like, yeah, let's work on this. Mm-hmm. And that's the first one coming out. And it's it's mad how I first listened to the original version of it thinking, I like it, but I'm going to try something else. Got another song ready yeah. with a, a, a producer from Nimrick called Just G. And that's getting pushed back near to after this one. And just thanks to Emma and Dee, I'm just like grateful as well. So... Hopefully the song does the the numbers outside of Ireland and Well, by the time that this gets released out, it might already be out. When are you putting this podcast out? <laughs> like uh, the next month. Yeah, the song's out in a month. So if you're listening to this right now, uh it could be out. I'll take it up tomorrow. <laughs> and, like, and if it has no streams, well then you can take this clip, you can post it online and go, ha, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll work exactly. Yeah, be just like around and be like, lol. <laughs> yeah. No, the new the new dream has become Hakkasan. To, to play in Hakkasan. That's the uh, it's the it's the main nightclub in Las Vegas where all the big names play. I just want one set there. I know, and then D- that'll be your bucket list. DJs go and get residencies there, like Calvin Harris and Stevie Oki. I don't even I don't want a residency. I just want to go on <laughs> ten minutes. I just want to touch the stage. Just give me just give me ten <laughs> minutes when there's nobody there, and I can say that I DJed in Hakkasan. That's all I want. <laughs> so, I love that. Oh my god. Yeah. And I suppose Marty. Just before we go as well, I've been writing down about five words here, uh, and I do a very quick word association game. Um, oh, yeah, go, okay, yeah. Let's go. So I was wondering if we play this, and then I can send you on your way, and you can do your actual job. Yeah, it's uh, fine, <laughs> yeah. It's all to me. So, first thing to come to your mind, it can be a word, it can be a phrase, whatever comes okay, first, please. And um, are we ready to go? <laughs> yeah, I'm scared. Yeah, we're on the clock, anyways. Uh, so, first one up is knock loin. 
Oh, that's... Oh my God, I was going to say something. I was like, I can't say no, that. go say it. No, I can't say it. <laughs> you go say it. It's no, quick fire. People take it out of context. I mean, like so many kids because there is. Quick fire. That's it. There's so many kids. There's okay. the biggest primary school in Europe. Like Trinity Law. Trinity Law. Oh, thank fuck. I didn't do that. <laughs> Sony Music. Sony Music. I, I hated yous, but now I fucking love yous. <laughs> Lips. Oh, for some reason, Rob Lips came to my head. <laughs> Oh my god, instead of the night instead of the strip club. That's so weird. Hey Rob <laughs> Oh my god. Hong Kong. Oh, best weekend ever. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, Finterviews. Oh, loved it. There we go. Happy. I'm I'm buzzing. I'm no, I genuinely mean it, man. That was so much fun. <laughs> it's that it's the longest play I give that I just get them to like <laughs> say something nice about me. <laughs> like I wouldn't have said it if I didn't mean it. So yeah. Well, Marty Gilfoy, thanks so much for coming on to I mean, probably one of the last podcasts of twenty twenty one. Fucking Jesus Christ. This be yeah. this be probably one of the first ones twenty twenty two. My god, yeah, Jesus. That's a fucking roll. But if people <laughs> lol, um <laughs> this is the saddest thing in the world. Um if people find me through comes through you if like my mom wants to talk here yeah <laughs> give us all the plugs I even though this is a stupid like I've like literally like a thousand followers like I, I think this is the fun <laughs> thing in the world but also so humbling <laughs> yeah of course and everyone like, everyone who you follow once had a thousand followers so like you don't know what's gonna happen man so yeah so just look online <laughs> sorry I was trying to get you to plug yourself there oh put myself yeah oh sorry at Marty Guilfoyle on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter I don't use Facebook anymore because they don't show my content to people so <laughs> I have like thousands of followers on Facebook and I get like two likes so like <laughs> what's the fucking point just wait to all oh Snapchat mo- as well I, my Snapchat's actually very big I use that so yeah well here there's a lot of Facebook mums who are listening to this podcast so you'd be happy to know like, that's oh, gonna, well, that number's tr- gonna go up I'll a special post for the <laughs> Facebook mums oh yeah well Marty thanks so much I mean Merry Christmas as well because that's probably the last time I'm gonna see you uh, yeah. until then and it's been an absolute pleasure have a good thank one thank you for having me man Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Finterviews. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the other episodes in this series, please do remember to give us a like, comment, share, subscribe, and a five-star rating on whatever listen platform you're on. It genuinely does help. And again, if you would like to get in touch, give any suggestions who you would like to hear in the show, or do this little fun thing called a Fintervention, um, and basically I get people on and we give advice and stuff, the best way to keep in touch with all of that stuff is to most importantly follow me on socials i am on everything out there all you have to do is type in finterviews finterviews podcast finterviews pod and you will find me somewhere they're all linked they're all linked out there so just search finterviews and give us a wee follow give us a wee like and i'd really appreciate that thanks again for tuning in and i'll chat to you later bye